1: You're listening
2: to Acton Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham, no Southampton. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, dear listeners. Welcome to part two of Acton uh, 630. Can you believe that? How many shows have we done? Um, obviously, this one's in the wake of yesterday's 3-0 loss, home loss versus Coventry City. Get a lot of voicemail contributions, which are really, really welcome, and big thank you to everyone that sent stuff in this weekend. Um, so I thought we'd have to do a little separate show reviewing the the voicemails, and also got a nice conversation with Harry Warren about his take on on yes, yesterday's shellacking by Coventry City. Uh, but first, before we do anything else, we have to have our punditgames.co.uk question. Pundit Games is a fantastic football quiz and Christmas is coming. Put the two and two together and make four dear listeners pick yourself up a copy of Pundits. You can go to punditgames.co.uk, select the drop down for Achtung Mill if you do, and the Lions Food Hub gets um a contribution um, under an arrangement we've got. But as a little example, give you a teaser question just so you know what kind of thing you're dealing with. Um, it's a football quiz question, board games, you get five questions in a row, score a goal and play for 45 minutes if you wish and defeat your opponent and answer five questions in a row, you, you score a goal. So this is a teaser question, example question. Um, this one comes from England in the 1990s. Uh, this is a Dutchman who stole and then broke the hearts of those at Nottingham Forest, the city ground, as they put it here. A maverick on and off the pitch. He famously refused to play and was then sold when the Reds, Nottingham Forest, were relegated. So a Dutch national team player, 46 appearances for the Netherlands between 1994 and 2004, 14 goals for the, for the Orange. Um, senior career, club career, taking in Breeder Celtic, 69 appearances, 44 goals for Celtic. Nottingham Forest, 71 appearances between 97 and 99, 36 goals. He then went to Vitesse Arnhem, Benfica finaled Breda and then finished his career back at final. So a, a Dutch maverick who refused to play for Nottingham Forest, apparently. I don't remember that, but apparently they broke their hearts. We'll do the, uh, the answer to that question at the end of today's show. So I'm going to take you now over to Harry Warren, without further ado, to talk about yesterday's 3-0 home defeat. Achtung, mail-ball. Huge welcome to Achtung Millwall, to our show regular. It's the voicemail show, but uh, we're going to open up with Mr. Harry Warren. How are you doing, H, after yesterday's 3-0 tub thumping at the den? I've,
3: uh, I've just about warmed up. Um it was <laughs> fucking freezing yesterday. I normally I'm, I'm normally fine. I'm normally like I've got like a big fucking duck down ducking down fucking jacket on and, and warm. But um for some unknown reason I just fucking was freezing cold by the second I was sitting there watching inevitable things happen in front of me.
2: Yeah, um it was a funny day. I mean obviously a huge amount of hype which was a bit over overhyped we miss for bye for now was on the
3: columbia marching powder before the game i think yeah
2: i mean that's my message to the club you don't need to be playing like uh very very loud club music prior to a game you know people do want to talk to each other um and i think it's a common common thing that the the, the pre-match kind of um build-up age is a bit over the top for the circumstances did, he,
3: really. did we introduce our did we introduce joe edwards as our head coach And let him walk out after the players as if he was some kind of heavyweight champion of the world. After a a... 4-0 win against Sheffield Wednesday that seemingly has been turned into, we've just beaten Brazil. So therefore we must (laughs) be the best club in the world.
4: Um, Very weird, very
2: weird. But there we are. Um, Millwall all over, isn't it? Um, I mean, I I, I I wanted to get your take on yesterday because I must admit, I got home last night feeling a bit, Irritated. I'd, I'd spent my game watching um, what you know transpired with it with a group of Groupon Germans all around me. I was sort of <laughs> absolutely hemmed in with Germans, none of whom were really paying much attention to the game. We were laughing and, and talking amongst themselves. One bloke was on his mobile phone for the whole thing. And now I you know I don't believe in telling people how to watch football, Harry, but it matters to me and it matters to other blokes. And you, you're surrounded by people that are just there as a as a kind of um a day out almost and i, I don't know it, it it didn't help my um endurance of the game how was your How was your experience of yesterday like ace
3: <laughs> um my endurance of the game that's fucking really i mean it was better than under it i'm not gonna lie even though we lost three Yes, yeah
2: yeah, yeah um
3: yeah. i mean we put more passes together in that first sort of 10 15 minutes we seemingly put more passes together on the floor and Zion Fleming dropped into a six roll and then sprayed the ball. And I thought the two blokes in front of me went, did you go Sheffield? Mm. Are you happy now, how it's gone? Because I've been calling him a cunt for fucking 18 years. maybe <laughs> <laughs> And um, they were like, like, oh, are you happy now? And I was like, he's a bit of a no-mart. Oh, well, you didn't go to Sheffield Wednesday. I went, no, I didn't go to Sheffield Wednesday. Ah, oh, well, we've turned into Barcelona. And I <sighs> thought, I went, oh, so should I book should I put the bus for May then? You know, fucking, if we've turned into Barcelona. And then, you know, for 10 minutes, we did look like Barcelona. And I thought, fucking hell, I might have, I might have, I might have seen the light here. What the fuck? Like, we're playing. It was a good
2: start. We started well, didn't we? And
3: and, and this is, this is the point. For 15 minutes, we had all the ball and we looked really good. And I thought, fucking hell, we've cracked this. Fucking, we're playing, passing and moving. We just lack a little bit of penetration because we've got no wingers and, Mm. everything's got to go through the middle. And Honeyman runs up and down and gets him fucking poor BNC's way. And fucking, we've got nothing on the left-hand side because Murray Wallace, bless him, was signed as a fucking makeshift left-back fucking five seasons ago and (laughs) we still haven't replaced him. So I don't get the Murray hate online because the poor fucker's doing his best. It's a bit like Alan Dunn. So everyone turns up to beat Murray, but Murray won't be beaten. And seemingly at this club, that's seen as, even though that should be everything that we want in a player, that seemingly really annoys people, that you just won't fuck off and die. Broke in um, front of me.
2: A Emil Wolfan in front of me was slating Murray by the end, calling him every name under the sun. It's a bit early in the morning to be giving it the full treatment, language-wise, but I yeah, thought it was a bit I mean, unfair, because I mean, so... he is who he is, Harry. But anyway, yeah, don't, sorry, carry on, mate
3: yeah so 15 15 minutes of brilliant football and then all of a sudden the fucking defense opens up like the red sea of sort of a 50 50 <laughs> that we get wrong which is going to happen in this new system that yeah, know, yeah they've yeah. got to learn patterns and stuff because that's all it is um and fucking bart makes a world D. I i think fuck me we got away with that right we're we'll tighten up now mm. and we never tightened up <laughs> no no we, 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 we had no ability to no ability to tighten up and I thought Jake Cooper and Hardin were actually really, really good, and I thought it was the two either side of them defensively that are fucking shocking. Um, and that's that's my opinion on BNC. I think he's a brilliant modern fullback, but being a modern fullback that means attack first, defend second, and that mm. fits into Joe Edwards's type of type of football that he wants to play. Murray Wallace is a limited left centre back that plays at left back for Millwall because we have no one else, um, and that's you know Bart made. I think in the, then he made a second. I think he might have made a second save at Neil Neil that turned out to be offside, and the warning signs were there. And I'm yeah. sitting there going, Bart's making fucking worldies here. And then when he even when they scored the fir- the first goal that I think changed the afternoon, um, he made a great save again, and no one fucking clears I, all three goals. I swear Bart's made an initial save, and no one's cleared it away. Now other people can go oh, fuck me, Bart should push it round the post or whatever. But a couple of the saves, it's like, you shouldn't get there anyway. So anything that he's put on it is fucking brilliant. But no one followed in. No one cleared. No one wanted, no, we had a lot of, oh, let's go forward, real energy about us going forward. But no one wanted to do the dirty shit at the back yesterday. And I feel like, like, clear that ball out of the six-yard box. I think they've scored all three goals from tapping to the like, Yeah, as coach
2: as range uh, being first first to the punch. We were second to the punch each time on those, on each of those situation I mean, I mean to me um, the the blokes talking about sheffield wednesday uh, you should only be talking about barcelona ironically listeners no one should really think that we've transformed into a kind of um, cross between galactico era real madrid and barcelona but um i mean if you anyone who watched the game at sheffield wednesday i, sh- I saw the uh, the playback on the on the uh, middle uh, tv i mean the the warning signs were there because actually sheffield wednesday when they opened up not not by far the worst team, I think, in the league, Harry. But they actually had some decent chance. They've scored one, possibly two. Then that four nil would suddenly look like a, a different, you know, different game. So there was a continuation quality from what we saw at Hillsborough to yesterday at, at Millwall, um, because the flaws were apparent at Sheffield. Should have been apparent to anyone who watched it at Sheffield, and they were certainly there yesterday. Because, but, but mixed in with that is what I would call—I think you use the term not, i liked it—the green shoots of recovery. There is, there is a. Looking at it in the cold light of day today, I, I feel like there's, there's there's a hopeful framework that is forming. I do think probably we don't have the players to play the style that Edwards has in mind, though. Harry, do you agree?
3: Oh, um, do I agree? I think there mm. are certain players that can't play it. Yeah, him.
2: no, I mean, I mean, personnel alterations think, in January, I, think, I, I think, guess.
3: I think we at wide we're really weak. We have been weak ever since we lost Jeb Wallace, Really. Um, last season, we somehow managed to find a way that if Fleming scored, we were all right. And if Bradshaw scored, we were all right. But both of them are seemingly not scoring or not finding or because that was our only outlet last season. Everyone's kind of worked that out. Hmm. Um, and now you've stopped that. you stopped us. Like before, we are, our outlet was give it to Jed and Jed will hopefully do something. Um and I don't think realistic. And also, the league was a little bit shit last year. I mean, Luton getting promoted was poorer,
2: poorer on this season. That's well, for sure. yeah, yeah, let's
3: let's call it let's call let's call a spade a spade. It was fucking shit last season, the championship, and this season it is a lot better. Um, also, contrasting styles between us and Coventry is that we have now signed a coach who seemingly wants us to pass, 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 pass mm. like a Pep side, right? which yep. is great, right? Apart from, I think Millwall were more suited to a Klopp type modern football, which is a sit back, sit back, sit back, pace, power, fucking go, and that's what Coventry did. Every time they didn't have the ball. I bet that I haven't looked at the possession stats, but I bet the no. first twenty-five minutes their possession stats were like fucking eighty percent Millwall, twenty percent commentary Coventry leading one-nil because yeah. they you know, they're eleven. I don't know what his name was. So I don't bother to pay attention to their name, but he fucking was the, the, the kind of the... striker. The I'd have absolutely loved Millwall to sign. He's tall, he's powerful, he's got pace, he's got presence. Millwall don't sign players like that. They had that Gukarez last season. And you sit and you watch these these clubs, and
4: all well, even the, the
2: Japanese winger Harry Sakamoto, yes. I think, very very good player. And you know, I imagine they've gone to Japan, seen him playing in the, the J League, I believe it's called, and found him. So I, I was struck by the thought that in many ways, Coventry, yes, he played. I don't know if it's a Rowett style, but certainly the break with speed, pace and power that you've just described was like Gary Rowett's dream. We just never seem to accumulate the personnel
3: with the pace to play yeah, that. That's that's different. I think it's different when you fucking... Our pace and power and dream is that we've sort of... If, you, if you're if committing to a Joe Edwards style of style of football, which we now must, The I thought the midfield three yesterday although we end up losing the game. I know this is really weird, right? I didn't think we played that badly. And I think there's a clamour online for us to turn around and say that we were really bad or whatever. We we didn't really create any clear-cut goal-scoring opportunities and we weren't clinical with the half chances that, that we did create. But realistically, they played football. They put effort in. I don't think they shirked any effort. They just were beat. And unfortunately, yeah, no, very much. Yeah. Um, um, unfortunately, we are going to get beat by sides this season. We are probably a bottom half side. Um, we are in transition. I don't think we're in any danger of getting relegated. And if we do, I think there'll be, Joe Edwards will be swiftly back in England's under 21 setup. So I don't think this chairman from the appointment to me has, has got anything covered in building the club into getting promoted in mind now this is now like an ambitious reset that we've done Mm -hmm. but we're going to have to take idings like yesterday and accept that which is difficult for Millwall fans but we get beat you know someone was fucking slandering the fucking side by the end in my block and the problem is is that you could we could carry on with gary Rowett. gary Rowett is gone right he is dead right there is no he's not coming back um and you have (laughs) to commit you have to commit to what we're about to watch, and what we're about to watch is gonna be slow, painful, and probably this is the season that you know, the season probably had already gone when Rowett had left anyway. We weren't playing particularly well.
2: Oh, I think um, we've got we got to put the playoffs out of our mind listeners. I think yeah, this, I've, I've, this is yeah. this is realism there was not it? Did I read did you, on our group chat you said there's a there's a there's a thing on, on X about um, like a, 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 a people fondly remembering the days of Gary Rowett now. Yeah, there <laughs> is, yeah,
3: there is a slight, there's a slight fucking clamour, like the but, last vestiges of the Rowett in crowd. I go
2: missed the eye for the rationing in the yeah. war, you know. How it kept us all slim, you know. Yeah.
3: <laughs> fucking yesterday oh, you'd oh, have yeah. actually died of boredom rather than the hypothermia getting you. It was um, no it's just I just think people are a bit spoiled. I really do. I, I like and. Also, like I know this is this is stupid, but I think you will secretly. I'm gonna, I'm talking to you, listener. This is directly at you. You secretly want you you, you, you the you, in, in your ears the right now. You <laughs> secretly want four four two, don't you? I know you do. You dirty sluts. You definitely want four four two. It's a dirty fault, and you can't say it because no one plays it. But I generally think that people get annoyed, right? Like we're knocking the ball around a bit, like at one nil down. And people are like, get it fucking forward. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't do that anymore. That's not You didn't want that. When I saw That's you the... online talking about how you wanted progressive football, we don't do that anymore. If you wanted that, you could have gone and got fucking Big Sam and we could have fucking hit a target man all year. That's the oh, benefit of
2: sitting in the groupon stand harry you, you only get one or two voices calling people cunts up there so otherwise it's all european central european languages up there so um you don't get the old uh, the old mill wall so much up there um
3: I don't mind like don't get me wrong i don't mind the old mill wall like, i'm taking the piss but i love it but we're shit in the den right just accept it we if you want to become watch so win, you're gonna to have to go away from home and that's really fucking tedious because nine times out of ten we'll get beat or withdraw right but you know, you're all going to Ipswich on Wednesday night. I watched them on the telly last night. Like, they didn't look that good. All right, Jed fucking, Jed fucking run from his own half and set one up in the second half. And I thought, oh, she's sort of longingly stroke the fucking mean like stroking the photo. Looking
2: at your, your ex on, on, on Facebook or something. Uh, you know, it's that kind of thing, isn't it? Um, you know, I I, I mean, I, I, there was a moment in the first half when we were playing well in the first half and we were, we were passing the ball well, which is refreshing to see. Um... You know, we we do have players to uh, across the midfield to pick out, you know, the pass and so on. I think Coventry probably adapted to the game as it went along and became increasingly awkward for us to play against. We didn't really have the wit to unlock that, Harry. That I mean, you know, we are we are we have the squad that we have, and I think there's probably a limit on how clever we can be in terms of unpicking a mass defence. And they, they did put bodies behind the yes. ball and we found that very difficult to deal with, didn't we? We,
3: we do. And there's four or five players who are shit. And that is just the bottom line. <laughs> is that it a is. technical term? Is it? That is, that is, there is four <laughs> or five players. That's the football technical term you know, in the FA it, coach. Like, There are four or five players that I've just got no time for. Like I just watch them and I'm like, what, what are you doing here? Like we let, you know, let other players go. What? What are you doing here? Like, it, it, that's it. Are you here just solely because to make the numbers up? You're no good to me. I think Duncan Watmore is the most frustrating football player in recent Millwall history um, because he should be a very, very good championship player, and he isn't. Um, he got because... he got forward well when he first came. In. He made a run down the right side, and got to the the, the goal line,
2: pulled it back. But he, he, I I know what you mean. He he he's He's hardly ever in the team It's a bit like Joe Bryan, I mean you can see they're good players, but
3: never around you know i I'd, des- I'd describe him as speedboat no driver, like he just <laughs> fucking runs around wherever he wants to, not really got a position, seemingly just runs fast, and that it's a bit like the Ollie Burke thing, like this idea that oh, you must have pace, yeah, but if you've got no fucking football brain, it's no good right like no, football brain's essential. Blind- right, and, and there hasn't, you know, Amaku had a chance yesterday, he'd done wrong with it, but I'd rather see Amaku play the entire game than fucking Longman, who isn't ours, and doesn't really, like, he's got a bit of the James Henry about him, he can't beat a man, he's good at crossing the ball, but he never beats anyone to cross the ball, and he doesn't get the space or time to fucking whip the ball in anyway, and if he does, normally our, def- our fucking poor Tom Bradshaw's fucking camped out 65 yards from goal because he's just made 40 unseen runs by our fucking team and then he's <laughs> fucked by the time he actually gets a chance he can't get on the end of it, it it's you know I saw, Wait, oh, Bra- I saw Bradshaw getting slated on Twitter I'm not refusing to call it X. Um <coughs> I saw Bradshaw getting fucking walloped on Twitter yesterday night, like about how he's fucking this and that the cunt got 20 odd goals last season if you feed him the right service he scores goals right but he but had we, no don't, service. we don't, no f- service we don't find him back. at all. We can't no. get we can't get the ball. He likes a ball. Bradshaw's bread and butter is finding him in the box, just find it at his feet in the box, and he'll hit it at goal. That is that is what he does really really well, and and he's a poacher and that's it. But we're not giving him a chance. Like and and this bit as well. Like yeah, they at and near the end at three 0 It didn't really matter, mm. but he fucking put it into Rose Ed. It is just. Mm. It was a day where we could have played till today and we wouldn't have scored.
2: No, we but... weren't going we to get anything out of yesterday. Presumably, I mean, I, I, I had this conversation yesterday, Harry. I just want to get at your take before we close. I mean, it would have been a... No manager's going to make a change to a team that's just gone to Sheffield and, and, and put four past them. So, I think the unchanged side, unless there's an injury, would was probably expected. I would imagine Wednesday we'll see some changes. I thought Murray... Did get exposed badly yesterday. We we know his strengths, but also we know his weaknesses. Would you make changes Wednesday, or would you but, would you who would you bring in?
3: To try and what what do you do? How do you solve a problem like a left back? Because well, before the one. January
2: transfer window, I'm talking yeah.
3: about. <laughs> yeah, because you haven't because Byron's injured. And Murray's the only fit left back, isn't he. I don't yeah. think we've got another one, so you can't change Murray. Unless you, can, unless you
2: can play Ryan Leonard there, I don't know. But um, Ryan Leonard's
3: still injured, isn't he?
2: He was on the, on the bench yesterday. Oh fuck was. me!
3: Don't bring, don't rush Ryan Leonard back. There's I need <laughs> Ryan Leonard good between now and Christmas, and he can only play eight games at a time before he gets injured. So we need to spell him out. But um, it's I, a I it's
2: a problem. I mean, I, I think you're right. I think we have to expect a period of um, transition stroke difficulty because. Um, the, the squad is what it is. And I mean, that's we could
3: it. go, in theory, we could go to a back five. I know this is swearing, but you could go to a back five and push Ryan Leonard or Murray Wallace out to the left wing back role. Um, and then, in theory, the ball playing centre back is Wes Harding, who yesterday done that quite well. That gets uh, BNC the freedom to be a proper right sided outlet. And not have to do as much defending, so we can kind of play on his pace, and then you build it, build it from there. Whether or not he'd go five three two one or whatever, whatever he wants to do. But the, the, I think the main thing is that we play the four. The four got exposed. You can't really change the four unless you add somebody else in there because the people that are left, you're not going to take BNC out for Danny McNamara. I mean,
2: so, unless you have to. But no, well, um, I mean I'm...
3: the only the only other option there is to drop him and and play. Uh, is, that, is Danny well. injured.
2: Is Danny injured? He's not gone on
3: the bench yesterday. I, I don't I, know. I don't know. I, I, I generally didn't pay a, te- a, a bit of a bit of uh, I try to avoid this is me me being honest now, this is Harry's honesty corner. that. I oh, try well, to avoid like he's never
2: honest. Like he's yeah, never exactly.
3: honest. I try to I try to avoid the club's output on social media because all it does is frustrate me. Um this is men's <laughs> and women's team. Both both of you <laughs> fucking drive me mad. Um because it's cringe. And I can't deal with cringe. So, but therefore I don't try. I turn up at the game. I don't watch Millwall TV um, because I think it's a travesty that as a season ticket holder, I have to pay for it. And it's a moral thing. So I, I don't watch any of the club's real yeah. output. So I turn up and the 11 of the 11, the news on the bench is the, on the bench. And, and we go from there. Um, I mean the,
2: the bench yesterday was kind of interesting. Obviously, we've done the starting eleven, and we know how it finished. But the bench, I mean, just uh, we've got Truman, no Sarkic, who I did read was was fit and available, but no, was 1. not on the bench. 2, One
3: point two million pound well spent in the summer.
2: We've got Connor Truman, which I mean I've not seen him, but fine, you know, that, um, I'm sure that the boy's good. But um, Sean Hutchinson, who is you know uh, increasingly f- uh, fragile, like the like the proverbial Ming vase, uh, Nisbet who also is prone to an injury or two, isn't he? Billy Mitch seems to have, I mean, he didn't feature at all yesterday. Um he was on the bench. Uh, a forgotten man here. There's a name for you. Alan Campbell. Do you remember him? Oh, the, the lone player?
5: Yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't know what he's doing in
2: the, in the well, team. Well,
3: ba- basically I think he's here till January when we can fuck him off. I think that's generally, like, the signing of them two near the end of the window strikes me as the last panic act, as the man standing on the deck of the Titanic as it's, the, the,
2: the, players, the, so. the misty-eyed the nostalgists will be doing their yeah, own,
3: isn't it? They? they will, but it's sort of gone vertical. <laughs> we've got the Titanic's now vertical and he, he sort of brought Campbell and um, Longman in. I don't like either of them. I don't think Cam- they're better than what we've got.
2: Campbell's uh, Ryan Leonard obviously uh, rehabilitating for after injury, what more we saw in Marco and Essay. Um I mean I would think I agree with you about Ryan Longman. I did I wasn't terribly struck on him yesterday at all and I've not really seen Enough from him to get me excited. I, I, I am excited when I see Idemo Imaku come in to the side because he does have that essential mill and greed, which is hunger. Um, and he looked, he, you know, he looked like he wanted it yesterday when he did come in. Albeit the game had got away from us by that stage. So, I don't
3: like playing him out on the wing, though. I've got to be totally honest. I think he should should play him through the middle. Play him through the middle. He's got pace and power and presence. Play the fucker to running behind. Yeah. And then we can see. But I'd like to see that. Because, realistically, if he can run beyond... Look how, look how it happened for commentary yesterday. They run beyond us. That's what they did. And you find players that run beyond defences. Bradshaw, for all his puff and puff and work ethic, isn't going to do that. That also allows Fleming to get on the half turn and just spin it around the corner. You can't do that.
2: What you moment. make of Fleming yesterday?
3: I mean, you know, obviously... not and I don't really know why. I don't think he's yeah. any... I, 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 there's this thing with Fleming that... People like, Millwall like a boo boy, right? This is, this is, we like to cunt people off. And we've got this weird thing at the moment that there's not really necessarily uh, an outstanding Millwall, one of our own boo boy candidates like a Ben Thompson, Sid Nelson, um than Matt well Billy's Marla. on the
2: bench, he's not yeah, feeding Yeah, exactly. So he can't he's, so he's also a really, really them. nice person, so he yeah, can't, yeah.
3: It's quite hard to hate
2: someone lovely. Right. So you want some so, merry little bloke that looks like you might be hanging around in the venue on the slash or something, you know.
3: Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> so we haven't got one of them at the minute, so we're having to fucking we're having creation. to try to have, create like <laughs> this narrative around Fleming that you don't want to be here and like let's not let's get the fucking elephant out of the room. Would you want to fucking be here? Let's be honest, right? You fucking come from Holland, right, you play here for a year, you think your agent goes to you, get there, fucking if they do well and you do well, you'll get picked up by a Premier League team. They put an offer in, they reject it, you know, and he don't go. And if if you've ever been at work and you've gone for a promotion and you ain't got it, let's be honest, do you actually give a fuck about the firm that you work for? Or maybe do you, you know, give 40% less? And I'm not saying that that's right, I'm just saying it's to be expected. So he will do something during the next six months of this season, he will turn the corner because he'll have to, because if not, his career is Yeah, in the cause I was going to say, I mean,
2: the, the professional football world doesn't really allow for that kind of, uh, I mean, everyone's human. I, I get what, you, what you're saying, but it, it doesn't really allow for that approach in, in truth because you're, you're, so, you're, you're so public. Whereas, you know, if I didn't give 40% of work or or maybe more listeners, I could hide behind my desk and my office and, and, you know, there's a million and one ways
3: to, to dodge it, but... Your eight four very... toilet breaks a day
2: would be. Even... Yeah, I, I won't go into all that on this podcast, listeners. You know, it's um... Skyve with Nick and <laughs> Hans. No but but, Fle- you know, I think my my point with Fleming is he's clearly a talented boy. I don't think anyone can can deny that. Whether he's as talented as we've all made him out to be, I don't know. Um,
6: I, I, whether he's the new Hank
2: Hanks, what is he? Didn't he's Hugh but we we you know, is it we expect game changing performances from him? Sometimes I just wonder whether that's placing too much expectation on him. Uh, I, I include myself because I you know my formative years were spent watching Johan Cruyff and he's Dutch, so that makes him the same. Um, <laughs> you yeah, know that's the twisted logic of it all. But I don't know. Um, I think the, the, certainly yesterday's performance faded as it as, as once we went a goal behind. I think there was a visible. Um, dropping of um, of performance from there onwards. And I think that's a problem. That's something that Jarvis does have to tackle.
3: I wonder if a fully fit Ryan Lennon gets back into this side as a midfielder. And and I say this because Sav got an early yellow card yesterday, and it really does affect Sav. And it were not he had a card it was right it was lucky
2: me. it was lucky to be on the pitch harry there was there whoa
3: was, no, no 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 No! there was, there was right. a
2: challenge they, i know they surrounded the referee but i, I thought he looked a bit um
3: you're seven thousand miles away on the other I'm side i'm seven thousand
2: miles i'm up in i'm
3: direct, he's directly opposite me he won the ball cleanly the man run over his other leg that did not tackle him 20 seconds later there's a two-footed challenge in front of me There is a two-footed change. It doesn't matter whether or not you start with two-footed as two-footed. If your legs come together and the referee doesn't book him. But he's booked several 30 seconds over for the one where they stretch with the studs up. It's very difficult sometimes to keep the studs down. I've seen – and he won the ball cleanly. So, you know, he's booked him because of a studs-up challenge. It's bollocks. That that rule is absolute bollocks. Um, We all know it's bollocks. uh, If you want to make football a non-contact sport, by all means, let's fucking do that because the game's gone anyway. We all know the game's gone. I watch that. There's an account. If you want, if you want to make yourself angrier this morning before you go out and go for a run, or you know, <laughs> if you, you need like, to make yourself angry, yeah. or take, yeah. take your kids to football or, or whatever. Go on Twitter and find the fucking uh, page called Twitter Refs or whatever. They are the biggest bunch of cunts on Twitter at bar none, <laughs> right? Because they just defend refs can do indefensible things for them, and and they can defend it. And and I I try to be balanced as someone that plays still plays amateur football and i tried to and there are some very very good referees at amateur level but fuck me there are terrible refs now it in is, the system this is and, my th- he was one of them yesterday i didn't think sunday morning
2: therapy for me this is listeners uh, we'll leave it there i'm going to get on to the 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 uh the voicemails big thank you to everyone that sent me voicemails yesterday. i will say thank you to you harry for joining me this sunday no morning big appreciation um Give me what do you think uh, result of what, Ipswich? What do you think score prediction before I leave you?
3: I fucking hate Ipswich tonight, so I'm I know clouded, you do. <laughs> I'm probably clouded by uh, clouded by hatred. <laughs>
2: hatred? You fancy I like?
3: um, I could see us getting a one nil, but I think we're so defensively, I can't see us keeping a clean sheet. I'd like to no, think no, that's, that's the kind of result that we are anyway. quite um, quite open. I could see Bart having a weldy though, because obviously Bart um. Bart's Man of the match the for me
2: yesterday, Bart
3: Krofsky. Yes, yes. In, in passing, I would like to say that it is a relief to have the best shot stopper at the club. Mm, listen, mm. shot stopper at the mm. club yesterday. Because I think that the best um, the best thing about your goalkeeper should be the ability to keep the ball out the back of the net. And when Bart is... It, Bart's level is like a 6 out of 10 every week, which includes maybe two or three saves that he shouldn't make. Yeah, we know he's a bit fucking all over the place. But... When he plays a regular set of games, which he now has, all yeah. that rustiness that he looked awful when he was out that side and come back for that FA Cup yeah. tie last season, yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah, all, yeah, all that's yeah. gone, and now he looks yeah. back to his best. I was my,
2: my first choice keeper. I mean, I, I haven't seen Truman, so I don't I, on the bench yesterday. From what I saw of Sarkic, he didn't he didn't do much for me. Um, no, but no. Bilkoffs I feel like Kofsky that's a all. bit of
3: a, I feel like the Sarkic thing was like, I don't know, I'm, I'm guessing, but there does seem to be, and I, I want you to say this as well because I've sort of waited till the dust settle on the Edwards and stuff. I think it's very telling from the dressing room that if you compare the leaving of our previous previous manager,
7: yeah. that
3: there was lots of outpouring from players on their Twitter accounts around how much that, that he'd done for them and, and made them feel the welcome. And okay. yeah. There's been none of that about Gary Rowett, and there never is from anyone at any football club. And I genuinely believe this idea of fucking oh, it's boring Gary. I think he's a very difficult man to get on with. That's that's my uh, that's my opinion, and um, that's what I guess has been one of the reasons that the new chairman maybe didn't get on with him as best as the old chairman did. Possible, um, possible. Because it, because to me that looks like you know even under Barrett we were like oh the team looked like they've had a fucking oh no we, we, we look off their no, shoulders.
2: I agree. The the, um, the game was uh, uh, the the Adam Barrett game. Come we played now but the team Watford. Uh, but, you know there was you know you can talk about the performance and and so on, but they did look like they were happier. Um, and there's I like to be I,
3: said for a happy workplace.
2: Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean you know there's a journey ahead. Um, I like the direction that Joe's taking us in. Um, but it's going to take us some time. I think that's probably the best way to to leave it there, Harry. Really, I
3: think, I think as well that realistically, the kids in this next six weeks period might be the time because...
2: To start to see them.
3: Yeah, because I think if you're going to have these lone players that you don't fancy, yeah. you might as well play the kids because you're going to make changes in January or hope to. I'm assuming there's been some... Or he knows. Like, for me as well, there's, another, there's a couple of things. It's like Creswell's at Leeds. Leeds are probably going to get promoted... He knows him from the under-21 set-up. Do you have a little cheeky, do you want to It'll come go. here for six months? And that'll well, probably, that'll that make will probably, sure, that will
2: make sure. The, that, that would lift the yeah. club. That would lift the crowd as well. Um, yeah, no, it's going to be an interesting period ahead. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, remember,
3: H- remember, ladies and gentlemen, do not fall in love with a lone player. <laughs> it's a, it's you. a recipe for disaster.
2: Big thank you, Harry Warren. Thanks for joining us, H. No worries, mate.
1: Morning, Nick. Uh, just a quick one when I'm walking the dogs in the pissing cold, trying to clear my head after yesterday. Um, first 10 minutes, really good. Tried to play attacking football on the front foot, put the pressure on Kov, but it didn't take them long to work us out. And they just kept catching us on the counter. Um, to be fair, I think I could have worked that out after uh, Joe Edwards' interview after Sheffield Wednesday. I'm not criticising him because he's playing the football, or he wants to play the football that we want to see. But when he said one of our goals was most pleasing because we had all of our players in the final third of the uh, pitch... It's always going to happen. Uh, we get, get get beaten at home by teams that counter on us and count on us so quickly. Uh, and that's exactly what Cov done yesterday. Um, as soon as Norton Cuffey attacks forward, goes marauding on his, one of his runs, which we will love, he leaves massive space behind him. And if that isn't covered by Honeyman, then they're going to attack us. Now, he was on loan at them last season, so they know him. They know how he plays. They're not stupid. Um, what they also done well was they put pressure on Donore. Um Everything that we do well goes through Donore. So if they can pressure him high um, and don't give him any time on the ball, then he's not going to be able to spray those passes around that we like. Um, Honourable mentions for Bart and Hardin. thought they played well. Um, Hardin is, I think, should be our captain. Um, I know he's only new, but he's the one person who takes, tries to take the game by the scruff of the neck and the players, quite literally. Um, Sav, I love him, but as soon as you make a stupid tackle with two feet you are going to get yellow card in the 20th minute and that's going to sort of then hinder you for the rest of the game. Um, Bradshaw, love the man, but he's not what we need in this team. Um, their striker, Hadji Wright, he's not a great player, um, but yesterday he done what we need. He's a big lump, um, bullies the defenders, holds the ball up well and brings others into attack and that's kind of where we went wrong. I um, feel sorry for Bart, made some superb saves, back to his shot stopping best, um, but what can he do when his defenders aren't then defending that second ball? Um, Hence why they scored their second goal. Uh, Longman, yeah, well, uh, what can I say about him? Um, As someone, I think I read a tweet, I can't remember if it was from yesterday, said, you're not going to win anything with a front three of Bradshaw, Longman and Honeyman. And that's damn right. I said to uh, mate Mackie yesterday, this team will look markedly different next season, I have no doubt at all, um, because this team have shown yesterday they cannot play um, the system that Joe Edwards wants. So, we'll give it time, we'll see how it goes. And for the last five seconds that I've missed out, coming new lines.
2: Big thank you, Vince Lee, uh, messaging us via the X Direct messaging service. You only get two hour, uh, two hours, two minutes twenty on there, I think, at a go, Vince. So um, I'll send you my mobile number, mate, because that was good summary, and I'd like to hear more from Vince. Make you right about um, the Edwards Revolution pushing forwards. So obviously, it will leave gaps at the back. We got hurt yesterday. I'm going to hope that the the uh, the revolution also in, involves a bit of an evolution in that we have to be conscious of um, that particular you know part of the game. I did read in the post match interview, I think it was with Seven, News, that Edwards said it requires much more energy and running and, and awareness across the team, than perhaps we've been used to so far. And um, he didn't he didn't name any players, but I think that was part of the the problem. Yes, as you say rightly. Um, big gaps being left we saw it at Sheffield we certainly saw it yesterday at home versus Coventry um, Wes Harding yeah I like Wes um, he's, he's got a mill spirit about him that's something that we do desperately desperately need in that side at the moment um, certainly at the Den anyway um, big thank you then to, to Vince let's have a listen now to Matt Richards show regular Matt Richards
5: hello Nick it's Matt Richards here um blimey same shit different manager i suppose is it yeah i suppose it's the uh honeymoon period is officially over for for joe um yeah that was that was wasn't that was terrible wasn't it um just um oh, no real difference to you know it's not not, not gonna criticize edwards he's Joe, you know he's only just got there. Um, maybe it's a good, good thing in a way because he, he realizes this is what we are, you know, and this is what the players do. This is what they're capable of. You know, the the game against Sheffield Wednesday, maybe papering over cracks really. Um, I think we've got the answer to uh, how good a Millwall performance that was, and how uh, how shit a team Sheffield Wednesday were um, today was that performance. Um, Coventry just wanted it more than us. They were faster than us, fitter than us. They you know, attacked with pace, purpose. We were ponderous, slow, um, indecisive. In the final third, we never looked like scoring. Um, I, I suppose the first half, there was you know first 20 minutes. You seemed a bit positive. Lots of passes, yeah, you know, and good passes as well. Didn't create much, but. You know, um it yeah, first twenty minutes, not too bad. But then after that, you know, we were pushing pushing players forward, which is okay, don't mind that. Um and then we're getting killed, caught on the break, really. You know, they could have they could have been two two new up really at half time. Um, at least two or three up up. You know, we had the cross shot by honeyman, but they have no real clear cut chances. Um yeah, it's just just depressing really. Um, not much to say, not much else to say. You know, it's kind of got a difficult game Wednesday, um, then back here again. Nobody'd be looking forward to coming and seeing us play at home again. It's just it's just it's just depressing. Um, but I suppose depending on a positive note, yeah, Edwards is seeing it for what it is. We have got a January window coming up. And all right, so he's already said he's not probably not spend big or get a lot of players in then. But this is when he reassesses or he assesses the squad, isn't it? This is where he makes his decisions going forward for January or the summer. Um, and a lot of those players just just aren't good enough, really. I think the only player who came out with a bit of credit today was probably Bart. He was really unlucky with the goals because he made decent saves and you know well the first two goals. And um, yeah, he's you know he saved us a few times today, but no nobody else there. Um, did themselves any, 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 pay you any sort of pride? So that's it from a freezing cold New Cross train station. Cheers, Nick. Uh, come on, you lines.
2: Some fantastic train noises of the United Kingdom material in that message by, by Matt, albeit a downbeat message. But um, if there are any listening Charlton fans, they'd be um, well, un- uncontrollable at the moment with all those uh, passing. Train noises there, same shit, different manager. Um, yeah, yeah, well, same outcome. I think is the way I'd put it. Matt, I, I, I know what you mean, and I do. Um, I felt quite uh, downbeat last night, to be, to be frank. When I got indoors, I feel a bit better about things today. I've had a look at the, uh, the extended highlights now. Um, this is being recorded late on on Sunday evening. Um, so you know, certainly there were flaws in the side. We we did try and play the game in a modern style, and i, I take um, some crumbs of comfort. Obviously, we do need to get results with that as well. Certainly, um, at least 50% of our games being wins, hopefully. Um, if that's too... I think that'd be too... But probably about 30, 35% of our games need to be wins, and then we need to avoid defeating a chunk of others to to hold our own. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we do want to see the game played in the right way. A lot of us have been calling for more attacking football, and that's not going to be a pain free process um, yeah the honeymoon is over i think honeymoon ended um on the on the um the glamour of the night out in sheffield and now it's back to hard work um fingers crossed that um joe edwards has indeed done his homework he must know what he came into and the limitations of the squad they were painfully exposed at times yesterday and three 0 um at home does its own talking but big thank you there to to matt let's have a listen now to our next caller It's John Rankin. Well done, John, for making it to the game. Yes, I'm going to look forward to this one.
4: Evening, Nick. uh, John Rankin here. On the drive home down the A21, I was kind of turning over in my mind what I was going to say about today's performance. Um, Well, first of all, it it shows the difference between Coventry and Sheffield Wednesday, I suppose, in that, you know, we started off the same against Coventry as we did against Sheffield Wednesday. And I've got to say, we were looking around in our little corner of the Cold Blow Lane end, sort of nodding our heads, thinking, this is nice, we like this, bit of possession. But after a while, it just seemed to be possession for the sake of possession, really. It was, you know, training ground moves. It was short, sharp passes, but no movement forward. And um, that's how it remained. And Coventry were a different outfit. From Sheffield Wednesday, and they quickly learnt how to uh, negate this, and they started to keep Casper Denore and the other midfielders, our other midfielders, quiet. When I say midfield, I am talking about Saville, Fleming, and Denore. and they kept them very quiet. And with keeping them quiet, that allowed them to press down our channels to exploit um, our left-sided um, defence. And you could see it coming, you could see it coming, I mean, we were playing possession football to try and entice them out, to make gaps, but it's pointless doing that, if you're not going to exploit the gaps that you get. So, it's hard to talk about individual Millwall players, I mean, I thought, you know, Jake Cooper started to play quite well, looked a lot better with the ball at his feet, but he just went nowhere, and... It's a baptism of fire, really, for Joe Edwards. Because however he's... Whatever his philosophy is of football, um, you can see now why possibly Rowett took the approach that he did. Last season, against the same side, with Goykeres, they went 2-0 ahead, and we beat them 3-2. So, <laughs> I'm just saying, um, I think if we're going to play technical possession-based football... It's going to require a different level of um, sort of attainment than where we are now. So I'm sorry to talk vaguely, because I really don't want to get in the you know so early on in terms of picking out individual players for what they did or didn't do. Um, It's a tough one to take. This, you know, another three nil battering at home, and uh, I don't really know um, what to say. All I can say is that. You know, Joe Edwards um, won one, lost one. He's seen what we can do against poorish sides and he's seen what, you know, sides who know how to play a technical game can do to us. So let's hope he kind of learns from it, uh, rotates the squad, looks at individual players and just uses it as a huge learning curve. That's the only thing he can do. He's got to pick them players up um, he's got to get him positive. He's got to ch- obviously make changes. If he sends out the same team against Ipswich, then you know that is going to be daft. So he's got to make some changes. He's got to get things sorted out. And uh, on to Portman Road. So I'd also like to say on a personal note, thank you to the Millwall players um, for sending me a um, a wonderful get well soon message. I had a, a bit of an episode earlier in the week, and. Um, I'm recovering from it. I made my way up to the den today, which is good. Don't tell the doctors. <laughs> but, you know, I feel okay. Um, I'm 58, so I've still got some years in me. and I was able to recover. Um, but I was really, really buzzing from the uh, message that, I, that that you organised and Billy Taylor and Max McLennan did, and I just wanted to put on my record, you know, how much that meant to me. Um, and, uh, I wish everyone all the best on social media that sent me good wishes, and I'm very, very grateful, very, very humbled, and uh, it's on to Portman Road, so come on your lines.
2: Well done John for making it to the den yesterday, I, as is well known, I don't make any secret this lesson either, I killed over, should in some ways be dead, um, two and a half years ago, I got very lucky. My wife was on hand to call the ambulance and they did all of the, what they do to you in the heart surgery at St Bart's. A place that um, every time I go past it now, I, I kind of mentally take my hat off if I had a hat. Um, and it gives you a kind of a different perspective on life, I suppose, afterwards. So, uh, but what I didn't do was go down the den a week after having... Um, keeled over one sunny Saturday summer morning. So I want to say well done to you, John, and and big well done to the players and and Max and Billy for um, putting that little montage together. Because um, I know when I was ill last summer, not last summer, two summers ago, um, the messages that I got people some lovely messages online, and you know you just get such a, a wave of um, good good vibes from people. I'm trying to find the right words. I'm not sure I'm, I am, but. Um, it made a big difference to me, and I, I, you know, um, I'm hoping that things like that, the message we saw on the screen yesterday for the poor grieving family of, uh, of, of the baby, young young uh, young baby that passed away, um, these things do make a difference, and. You know, I I'll be upfront with all you listeners. I've always been a bit cynical and stuff like that. But um, when you're actually in the situation, it makes a big difference. So I'm I'm well pleased for you, John, and for terrific work to get to the football. Yes, I wish it had been a better game for you, mate. But there you uh, there you go. You can't can't control these things. Um, yeah, we certainly faded away after a bright start yesterday. We can't do that. And the possession football that we're trying to play. Is aiming higher. Um, it's the modern way. It's the way most teams play. We've seen the limitations of your traditional Millwall four-four-two and the direct style that um, the likes of Harris have played. I mean, it has its excitement and it's it done us proud in League One. But if we are seriously going to try and aim any higher, we've got to adjust to this new style. Almost certainly, almost certainly, it's going to need new personnel. main aim for this season, in my opinion, depending on who we can get. From the youth and from uh, from the the uh, the transfer uh, window in January, my aim is obviously just to finish as high up the table as possible. I think everyone's got to start putting out any idea of, you know, runs into the playoffs. I don't think that's that's a realistic um, thought. Um, survival. We're not really in survival mode yet, but we want to get a couple of wins, even if we have to do get those away from home, whilst we somehow gain the the confidence and and self belief to get results at a den certainly yesterday i agree with you john would have exposed all of the problems that joe edwards has to deal with um and that's going to be the price that we pay i think open uh, football with possession leaves you open a little bit and that's going to be the price we pay for it um anyway let's move along let's have a listen now to to
10: to matt webb let's have a listen to matt webb morning nick matt webb here um apologies for the background noise it's a Looks like it's a group cycle session in my local gym today, um, yeah well didn't exactly go according to plan yesterday. Uh, the homecoming of uh, Joe Edwards, didn't expect much really, um, yes it was good to be on a high from Sheffield, um, yeah in some ways I think we had a lot more confidence as fans that would do a run over Coventry who have only got five points away from home all season. So I thought we started off really well. I thought we were aggressive, passing it forward, which was really good. And um, yeah, just didn't know what happened. Once that first goal came in, that was it. It was a heads down, oh, here we go again sort of scenario. Um, but, you know... Can't blame manager on this. Well, can't blame the manager really. He's trying to bring his uh, his uh, his tactics and his instructions and his objectives to the team. But when you have got players that are at par, lower championship standard slash upper League One standard, you know you that's that's the hand you're dealt with. Until until he gets some of his players in, which obviously the earliest point will be January. Um, so. I think it's just going to be continuous yin and yang of Millwall. I mean, I'm looking forward to Wednesday night because A, we're playing away, which we seem to be better. B, we're playing in Orange, which we seem to play better in. And uh, yeah, I mean, we've just got to stay upbeat. It's going to be a rocky month until January. Um, It's not been, I don't think the fixture gods have been too kind with us um, for next month, but it's what it is. But how many times have we gone into an international break, winning a game? On a hire, come back from the international break, and um, he served up that. You know, it's not the first time, but you know we just got to. Yeah, you just got to gr- gr- grind it out for the time being. You got, to, you just got to suck it up and get on with it. And um, I'm still confident he will. I mean, there's a few grumbles around my way about the style of football, but for Christ's sake, I enjoyed it. Um, and, um, you know, I think more and more he works with the squad, the more and more you'll see improvement, definitely. Um, I've got to admit that the left side of us, our team at the moment, looks woeful. Um, and I say I'm not picking players out, I'm picking positions. I think, yeah, the left side just in absolutely woeful for me. Subs made an impact, so hopefully they'll be uh, in the recognition for uh, Wednesday. Uh, and we roll on. Um, and that's it we've just got to carry on come on your lines and um, also get well soon John um, we need you, need you back on that walking football pitch mate so yeah get well soon John ranking up lines
2: well said Matt well said mate um, yeah a nice. I, I think a bit of optimism is, is due despite the thumping of a 3-0 home loss and as we've said across all of these shows this weekend these review shows we can't keep on losing big at home you, you know it's just unacceptable. Um, that said, there are the um, the, the, the the signs of the, the bones, the framework, whatever you want to call it, the structure of a style, and it's going to need probably a new mix of players to achieve that, and that can't come soon enough. My main pro- uh, hope is, as I've said already on this show, is that we get enough out of the season to at least finish in the uh, bottom half of the table, Uh, above the relegation zone for sure and then with a a sense of progress in the air. Um, Oh, by the way, we're playing at uh, Ipswich, not Norwich, Matt. Um, I I, I think it's all all the same in East Anglia, isn't it? Um, But yeah, no, so nicely optimistic stuff, although optimism, listeners, is always a fragile bloom. You know, Um, there we are. Let's have a listen now to... Let's have a listen to Bill Slack. Come on, Bill.
6: Hello, Nick. Bill Slack. Depressed. Pissed off. Miserable. That's actually, that was actually me before I left to go and watch Millwall. I, I actually thought they were going to cheer me up today. Um, can you believe I felt like such a wally walking out of the ground? Do you know, for the first time in six years, I actually put Millwall in my accumulator as well. That's how much I bought into the uh, the revolution. Um, I don't know. What, what what can you say? You know, I mean, you you can't you can't give Edwards stick. He's, he's been there three weeks. He's stuck with a set of players who cannot play at home for reasons I, I I just don't understand. Although it's definitely got to do with bollocks, there is no bollocks in that team. Um, he's trying to get him to play a different way. He, you know, I, I I get all that, but I was incredibly so. I was massively shocked at how open at the back we were in that first half. That first half hour, they had four big chances. Four four chances where there were more than them than us running towards their uh, towards our goal. You don't really expect to see that. Um, wh- whatever they were trying to do, move up the the pitch as a team, move move defend as a team, just didn't happen. There was such a gap between the midfield and the defence that first half hour they sh- they could and should have scored four. I think Honeyman hit the post with a bit of a fluky one in the first half, but that game should have been out of sight in the first half. And then we go in, what was it, 1-0, come out and you think, well, you know, he's had a chance to have a word with him. Will he change it? Something happened. someone inspires someone, and we come out and, and we're worse than we were the first half. I um, I left on 85 minutes, I missed the third goal, and do you know what it was? I didn't have the stomach to listen to another way of support celebrating at the den. It's, it's, it, I, I just can't cope with it anymore. Steady enough, and as we uh, <clears throat> as we got under the arches there, I um, you know the goal goes in again, and three 0 down. Coventry have not won in seven games, and they come down to us and make it look like a piece of piss. Something has to change, you know. I've read I've read like a, a few a uh, few bits on Twitter from Millwall supporters, um, saying that. Um, you know, there's three worse teams than us but, I'm, but honestly if 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 our home form continues the way it continues and what I'm saying is lose every week what we're we saying that we're gonna we're going to rely on our away form to stay in the league we go up to Ipswich midweek we'll get done up there I mean there's a single millwall support I think we'll win although it will be pretty millwall to go up or to go over there and win but we lose that. I don't know. I was, I was genuinely surprised. First half, sixty-six possession, sixty-six percent possession in that first half, and they had all the chances. So, round we couldn't get the ball, and when we did get the ball, we didn't know what to do with it. And now we've got the ball, and are proving that we don't know what to do with it. But you, like I say, you know, I. Under Rowett, they'd have got booed off at half-time. I've never understood booing, booing your own team, let alone going off at half-time, but they'd have got booed at half-time. I don't know if they got booed at full time because they weren't in there. Um, and Edwards will get support up to a point. But I think there's some... There's some residue animosity around the club after after Rowett, And I think if we have a, a bad... Run a games from here. Um, the crowd will turn, not necessarily on Edwards. Perhaps they'll turn on the players. I'm not, I'm not sure. But but whatever happens, it ain't, it's not going to be a pleasant environment for for a bloke who's never managed a, a football league team. Um, and could become a a very difficult job very quickly for the bloke. Can't be losing three 0 at home, Well, you can every fucking week. Um. Yeah, I'll speak to you soon, Nick. Come on your lines. Stop fucking conceding so many goals at home and give us something to cheer about for fuck's sake. See you, mate. Big thank you to, to Bill. Yeah, I know what you mean,
2: mate. I mean, no, you can't can't keep losing at home like we are and have been this season. Uh, losing decisively. We've said it a few times over these two shows that we've done this weekend. And I, I got home last night and... and Like yourself, I felt pissed off. Um, It does grind you down, keep getting beat badly at home, listening to the away fans, all the things you've just said, so I get it. Um, I I really hope that Joe Edwards is given time. And, you know, um, the current squad, what you might call the the senior players of, of the current squad have to step up to the plate. Whether they've got it in them to do that or not will be the question. Um, I would also not be afraid, if I was in Joe Edwards' shoes, of bringing in some of the kids, because uh, kids, the, the Roman Essays, the Idamo Marcus, the Adam M- Malarkis, um even recording maybe Ciannacoli from, from Bromley. Um, now, I'm not football man enough to tell you whether they're at the right stage of development. I do know that I've seen mill teams in the past where... You know, famously, we've been forced to play youngsters because the uh, of the financial situation at the club. Uh, and they, they have stepped up. So it's, it's a sink or swim situation. We have to find some quality because I think that's the thing that's that's gone gone begging. Um, that's the big thing yesterday. The the 60% possession statistic, I, I, I saw something like I can't remember what it was now. 66, 63, 60 plus possession. And yet you do nothing with it is... Um, telling in terms of squad quality and all those players that took the field yesterday have to ask themselves, um, do they have that um, ingredient for Joe and his team, who I believe are good quality coaches, to work with and and raise their game accordingly. Because otherwise there will be others looking um, for their places, um, hopefully, very, very soon. Hopefully at Ipswich. I don't think that you know we can go there and name an unchanged side again, which... Um, like I said already in these shows, I, I kind of understood from Sheffield, but not for not for Ipswich. Let's take a listen now to, to Angelo Angelo Miliotto. Hi Nick, Angelo mate.
8: Um, well, we've been uh, brought down back to earth with a bang uh, after today. Um, yeah, really strange, mate. O- obviously, we we know that it's going to take time. So you know, in my eyes, I'm not even. We're going to go down the manager route and until January, you know, he's got to work with these guys and, and, and get across what he wants to get across. Obviously, we saw a, a lot more close passing, less long balls. A um, bit scary at times, but I think we are got to get used to, especially when you see Cooper doing it. But, um, but yeah, um, talking about the players... Bart was man of the match, obviously, you know, and and unlucky two of them goals that he's he's done two great saves and they've fallen to to their players, but um, yeah, I thought Bart was Bart was our oh, man of the match without without a shadow of a doubt. Um, I thought Norman Cuffey worked hard. I'm not saying he played well, but he worked hard. He uh, kept going, kept going, kept going. I thought the defence looked a little bit. Low par today. Um, but the most worrying thing was how they were opening us, opening us up in the middle. You know, the, the, the amount of space that they were getting into in the middle was very concerning. So uh, hopefully he addresses that pretty sharpish. Um, I don't think Longman brought much to the table. I'm not sure that I would start Longman uh, at Ipswich. Uh, Bradshaw was very disappointing. Um, very disappointing, I thought. Um, Fleming was disappointing. And, and to be honest, with you, the midfielders, yeah, they touched the ball a lot today, but they they wasn't as good as what they, they have been, you know. Um, so yeah, so that was a little bit disappointing as well. But um, and obviously that that uh, that guy, that Japan player, Japanese player, that um, that commentary out, he's destined for the Premiership, and you know, he, he he was like giving Murray Wallace a horrid time. Um, great player, great player. They got there. Uh, but yeah, commentary were were a lot better than what I thought they'd be, considering only taking two points out of six. But but yeah, listen, let, let's keep our chin up, let's keep the faith. Um, I've just seen the manager's full interview on Millwood TV, and uh, he, he comes across very very disappointed, which he should be, saying that we didn't do the basics. So uh, let's hope we uh, let's hope we uh, we get some good work done before we go to uh, Portman Road because that's going to be a toughie. But yeah, if it wasn't for Bart, mate, it could have been bloody seven eight nil today, I think. But although, we did have a couple of chances in, this, in late in the second half. But um, but yeah, I also I've I'd, I'd got to start. You got to start Watmore. I thought he looked bright when he come on. Um, he he made few few things happen, so I'm definitely starting him. But uh, Honeyman was good at Sheffield Wednesday, but uh, he didn't do it today. He looked a bit leggy. Um, but yeah, Longman, uh, I, I can't have Longman at the moment. Not from what I've seen last couple of games. So. Um, yeah, hopefully we we'll see some changes. Might be time to bring in the experience. Might be time to bring Hutch and Leonard in, you know, just for just just to solid it up a little bit more because we did look pretty open. But anyway, I'm waffling now. Um, still positive. Let's go. Uh, let's go, Ripsch, get some points. Come on, you Lions.
2: Big thank you, Angelo. Yeah, the the Japanese player's name was Sakamoto, which made me think of the. Uh, uh, the, the David Bowie film Merry Christmas Mr Lawrence I think um, the Sakamoto is a musician wasn't he was it the Yellow Magic Orchestra I'm asking you listeners um, Sakamoto um, anyway the Sakamoto's playing the country yes he did look Premier League quality looked very very dangerous very fast and it really uh, you know gave us huge huge problems change in style any kind of change of style which is what Joe Edwards has set himself the task needs time and patience um I've said already. I keep saying it. I sincerely hope he gets that time and patience because it will be a. It's not a pain free, pain free process, is it, to change your uh, way of way of watching football? It's almost like changing your lifestyle completely, giving something up for in exchange for something something else. So um, the time is crucial. What more? Yeah, he divides opinion. What more did he? Um, Some seem to like him. I thought okay, he looked quite effective yesterday. I've never seen him be that effective um, over a stretch of games but he certainly came in and made a difference yesterday um, Make you right about Bart though Angelo I thought he did very very well yesterday hopefully he's answered a few critics out there about his um, you know it's he, he, certainly shot stopping I don't think he's ever been in question but I thought he did well overall yesterday we're going to close this uh, voicemail show now listeners we're going to close it out with one of my favourite bits it's Jim Hackett I always enjoy listening to Jim and his thoughts on the game. So uh, we're going to close out with Jim. Thank you um, for listening, dear listeners. Hope you've enjoyed these two double-header shows this weekend. We'll be back with some content of some sort after the Ipswich game midweek. So um, I'm not. I'm going to watch that on the telly. I'm not going to watch it on. Um, I'm not going to go up there live. But so uh, we'll get some some content out to you hopefully Thursday. Till then, arrivederci, Dertie Millwall, and bye for now.
9: Morning, Nick. Jim Hackett. Um, after yesterday's game, I think uh, Millwall. Very much uh, second best yesterday. I think we looked all right starting the the game and we actually looked alright most of the way through the game apart from the attacking third where we seemed to have very little teeth and didn't really create too much. I think if Honeyman's shot come cross had had gone in it might have changed the the, um, direction of the game but at the end of the day they just looked too uh, powerful and too bright when they broke. I think um, it probably Puts everybody's feet back on the ground after the Sheffield Wednesday game and showed the new manager that he's actually got a bit of work to do with him. It's all right talking uh, the sort of football he wants to play, but if he hasn't got the players, it's going to be very difficult for him until he gets the opportunity to to get players in. I think there's enough teams that we can beat playing that sort of football for us to be OK, but it wasn't a good look yesterday. I think our back four still look like an accident waiting to happen when teams do attack us and I did feel sorry for Murray yesterday because he had a lad up against him who who really was on fire and and didn't give him a moment's peace. I think when you look at it realistically, Murray isn't a natural left-back. I think if Joe Bryan comes back in, he'd have had a better opportunity against him. I think Harding and Norton Cuffey aren't playing too bad. I think Jake looks a little bit weary all the time to me. I I think he's... um, he hasn't got great pace and he hasn't got great balance, brother. You know when you you watch him defending, and I think he gets opened up a little bit too easy. But at the other t- times, he's uh, in most games he's he's okay. But I think yesterday he looked a, little, a bit weary, and and him and Murray on the left hand side certainly didn't um, help things. But played very well for Bart. I think he he saved everything he had to save. Not a lot he could do with the goals because obviously the two of them came back off. Off of his saves and our players just didn't react quick enough. Going forward, looking in our midfield, I think you can see the limitations there. There's no legs in in the centre. I know Casper looks great on the ball and and he fills gaps all the time. But I thought Sav looked a little bit um, off the pace yesterday. And maybe it's the international break that he didn't get. has come back to, to bite him a little. And then you look at what we've got on the bench. I think there's probably more in our team when you look at the bench but at the end of the day, we are what we are. After the first game where everybody's up in the air saying how fantastic we were, that was a real wake-up call yesterday as to where we really are. Obviously, the manager will get a few games. Hopefully, it'll it'll make a difference. You can see the difference in the style of football his play yesterday. It's just that we had nothing in that final third and I think that's his, his big job. If we can get a striker or two strikers, it can actually look dangerous and and keep the ball in the final third, it would help. But at the moment, we just seem to be uh, sort of yesterday. Definitely, we were sort of pissing against the wind every time the ball went forward because we just couldn't hold on to it. But I'm not too despondent because I think it's realistically we got what we deserved. I think Coventry looked decent. I didn't think they were world beaters, but they didn't need to be yesterday. It's up to us now to to get behind the, the team, behind the manager. And, and not give him too much grief at the moment. I think he'd give him till Christmas and see where we are then. OK, on on we go. OK, come on, you Lions.
2: The answer to today's pundit, games.co.uk question, dear listeners, was a, a Nottingham Forest Maverick Celtic as well, played for Celtic, as well as the Dutch national side during the 1990s. A uh, scorer of 44 goals for the Celts and then 36 for Nottingham Forest, 97 to 99. The answer to the, that question, Pierre van Hooydonk. Visit punditgames.co.uk. Pick yourself up a copy of Pundit. Christmas is coming. Thank you for listening, dear listeners. Millwall and Bye for now.